With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by SGPN Fantasy. Dominate your draft with the free SGPN Draft Kit. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft kit. And the free roll football contest is back and better than ever. 5000 is up for grabs in our NFL contest and 1500 in our brand new college football contest. Sign up exclusively in our Discord. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Discord. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Discord. Welcome, everybody, to the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We get to shift gears today. We've been looking at Saratoga pretty much nonstop, but it is Del Mar's feature day coming up this Saturday with, uh, you can call it Pack Classic Day. I prefer to call it Pack Clack. I don't know. It feels like it rhymes more. Who cares? Whatever. We'll fight about it later. I'm your host, Chase Epps, is a wolf of Oakland, and I've got with me my West Coast guru. That's right. He is back again to talk more West Coast ponies. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Ryder Dave Burnett. What is up, Dave? Hello. Hi. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, man. Of course. Of course. Um, I personally am shocked when I am invited back places. I feel like you are shocked when you're not invited back places because you're just such a such a gosh darn nice guy, you know? This is the only place I've ever been invited back to. That's okay. <laughs> you. All right. You. I love it. It's totally stunned you. That was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You threw me for a I've loop. Never uh, I, this before. I'll be editing this out, quite frankly. Um, so we are going to be looking at the late pick five for Del Mar Pacific Classic Day. I mean, it, it for one, I mean, it's definitely the signature day. It's the big race. It's the win and you're into, I believe, the Breeders' Cup for for with the Pat, the uh, Pacific Classic. Uh, this year, it already, I mean, it pretty much feels like a, a done deal. But hey, I mean, we have seen years like this before. Uh, may I remind you of the Arrogate uh, Pacific Classic, where Arrogate was supposed to romp, and it turns out that Bob Baffert broke Arrogate. Do you remember that one? What do you think about about the the history? There's a, yeah, yeah. There is a history of uh, of anything could happen, although this race does seem like a foregone conclusion. Yeah, uh, the horse we were talking about, we will talk about more in depth when we get into that race. But let's go ahead. Let's start. Let's talk this late pick five starting in race seven. Uh, post time for this one is going to be seven o'clock Eastern, six Central. Or if you uh, are unfortunately out on the West Coast for for Pacific um i kid i kid it's beautiful out there i last time i was at del mar i wish i could have spent more time around you know san diego la jolla 
all those different places, uh, which I believe I did like a, a complete newbie bitch uh, pronounce Lajola uh, the first time. I think you, when we were on the phone, you like not so subtly, well, no, subtly uh, corrected me. You're like, oh yeah, La Jolla. <laughs> like, thank you. Thank you for saying that out loud. Because uh, otherwise I would not have put that together. Uh, I failed Spanish. I'm going to be honest with you. I feel that Spanish. I just figured it was your accent. That's okay. Yeah. That's that nice of you. I appreciate that. So race seven, uh, you got to love a race that the name of it tells you exactly what it is. It is the Del Mar mile stakes. It's a grade two. This is a mile on the turf. Uh, you know, the, it feels like there are a few places where we could get pretty skinny in this pick five sequence. So did you spread out here? Like I did. No, no, I did not. Uh, I don't, I don't cocky think bastard. Is, yeah. I don't think this is wide open. Um, I'm going to spend quite a bit of this podcast talking about a horse I really like in the anchor leg in, in race 11, uh, which is a, a horse called Masterpiece. Um, a bunch of these horses in this race raced against Masterpiece, which is this beautiful gray horse. Uh, the, the horse that I like most in this race, in the Del Mar Mile, is the number five Hong Kong Harry, who lost to Masterpiece last out going longer um you know he gets flavian pratt who's coming back to the west coast which is exciting we're always happy to see him uh he's a turf monster uh so you got to give him consideration no matter where he appears on the card um just lost a masterpiece he's otherwise basically undefeated since coming over um from great britain in that loss he got brutalized early uh, and just didn't have a lot at the end of the race. I think it was a complete understandable loss. Um, and to a really solid horse in Masterpiece. Otherwise, the horse has been perfect since he's come over. Um, D'Amato fields a few different horses in this one. Both of them are contenders. But out of the entire field, I think I think Hong Kong, Hong Kong Carry is going to have really his say of things. Um, I don't want a horse on the front end on this thing. I think I want somebody that comes from mid-pack or slightly further back. And I think Pratt's going to wait his time and just, you know, find his opening and scoot to the front. Everybody's going to say, oh, why didn't I bet Pratt? Why didn't I bet Pratt? Well, he should. He's, he's going to win this one. So I, I did use Pratt. I will say uh, on that horse, though, it makes me very sad. Very sad to see uh, that the uh, that Ramon Vasquez uh, didn't, didn't retain the mount, that he loses it to Pratt as soon as Pratt comes back. Because Ramon has been riding his ass off since he came came out west uh you know a guy who's a, a oakland guy that i've absolutely you know absolutely loved for years so glad glad he's had some success sad to see him lose the mount i definitely used hong kong harry uh but i also used uh three other horses i used goliad uh for papa mandela uh if this does turn out to be a very speed favoring turf course uh on you know this uh this stakes day then i i definitely i want that horse that's going to be out there uh daring the others to pass late uh, then I also used uh, Figuretti, uh, Amador Sanchez, the horse coming from Me from uh, Chile, previously ran on the all-weather at uh, Gulfstream. I know it's been a little bit, but I also really love horses coming off of all-weather, going on to any other surface, because they just tend to pop. They just tend to pop whenever they, they hit another surface, be it dirt or grass. So... That one, and then uh, I used the one that I felt like if this somehow turns into just a majestically hot pace, 
Uh, and that's what I think it will take for this one. But I don't, I can't rule it out. Uh, the 10 astronaut for John Sheriffs with uh, Vic Espinoza up. Um, and I always, you know, me, me and Victor Espinoza have uh, at least one thing in common, but one main thing. I broke my back. What do you mean by that? Your back, back is broken. What, a, a vertebrae or, or well, what portion? Spinal. So I, I rock the spinal, uh, you know, uh, angle with Vic Espinosa, which is like, if he gets out of bed to do anything uh, with back pain, then that horse better be live. I'm so glad you landed on astronaut. That's my other A in this race. Uh, and I couldn't believe the morning line at 12 to 1. Uh, <clears throat> I think the horse is going to get ignored at the window. I don't know why this horse screams like it's going to win this thing. And I'm, I'm really elated. We both landed on the same horse. Um, this, this horse beat the other horse. I was talking about masterpiece. Who's in race 11 uh, beat masterpiece uh, in the Del Mar handicap. And then, you know, he's been off for nine months and now he's making his first career start as a five-year-old. He's coming in for a trainer that wins 22%. Off of a long rest, the horse does really, really, really well off the bench. Uh, I get that he's only won two career races, but I don't think this is a prep race. I know people are saying, you know, it's going to run longer later. I don't think so. I think Sheriff's had this race in mind. It's been waiting, and uh, I think this horse has an enormous chance in here. Uh, yeah, astronaut twelve to one. Keep him on your tickets. You know, and I'm thinking about what the plan might be going forward. And if the plan going forward is to run this horse in like the, the turf mile, uh, something along those lines. Uh, I, I think that astronaut might actually be in a pretty good spot being this kind of run style. Cause I, I'm thinking of the Keeneland turf in the, in the fall and how, you know, slanted towards, towards closers it, it can tend to be. So I could see this horse just absolutely devouring other horses, picking them up and laying them down, if you will. Uh, first weekend in November. Was there anyone else you really liked in this race? You know, I think Tripoli is value at eight to one. Um, I was kind of surprised at that morning line. Huge back class and then bumped up to a bunch of grade one races, racing against some of the best horses in the world, Nick's Go and everybody else. And, it, you know, the losses are forgivable. Had enormous four, four-year-old form. Hasn't really raced back to that form as a five-year-old. But, you know, again, he's been racing against some of the toughest horses and that's totally excusable. Now he's going back onto the grass spacing a softer field, uh, distance fits. It's, I think triple eight, eight to one is, it's a really, really good value. So, uh, Tarantino, is this, can you name a worse Tarantino? Is there like a Tarantino movie you can think of that's worse than the horse Tarantino? Once upon a time in Hollywood was awful. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I kind of, I kind of liked it, but sure. I, I, I think you're, you're, uh, yeah, but you're in defeat. So that makes sense. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I can't argue with that. I mean, the dick likes. Tarantino, the likes. I, really I, I don't know him. what to tell you. When I when I open the form and I see it's a turf mile, one of my angles is I always look at horses who do well at a turf mile. And turf mile, it's kind of a specialist distance. When you see a horse that does well at a turf mile, trainers tend to stick at that level um, once they find an expert at that level. And Tarantino completely fits that mold. He's he's two for four with you know a place in a show. Um, He's he's tough in here. The problem is that Hong Kong Harry just blew past him mm. uh, in the American last out. It, I mean, it wasn't even a contest. He, he wasn't even geared up and and just made it, you know, made him look silly. I think Tarantino at 15 to one eh, could get brave 
on the front, I guess, but I like faster horses better. And I think Hong Kong Harry is far superior um, to Tarantino in here. Yeah, I'll be honest. I don't like Tarantino at all. Um, the horse. I enjoy the movies. I will be. <laughs> Jackie Brown, completely, completely underrated. Um, we're going to take a quick break here on the Notorious OTB, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. When we come back, we'll be digging into race eight in this sequence and the rest of it. We won't just leave, leave it at race eight and say, hey, figure out the rest. No, we're doing the whole damn thing. We'll be right back. Thank you for joining WinBet. Now is the perfect time. Customers who bet $100 get a $100 free bet. If you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. The reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet the MLB. Plus, WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Win also just released their first QB with five touchdown prop bets. There's so much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Now, what do all good sports gamblers do? shop around they shop around for the best prices they shop around for the best promos well boy oh boy do i have something for you it's odds trader now what is odds trader it's the place to compare odds for all all the major sports books you can compare different sign up codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal the app also provides player statistics key game stats injury reports and projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible it also has a bet tracker, so bettors can keep records of all your games and betting activity. Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. The free roll football contests are here. College football contests with $1,500 up for grabs. An NFL contest with 5000 and a two-night stay at Win Las Vegas is up for grabs. Sign up exclusively in our Discord sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord welcome back to the notorious OV brought to you by the sports game network me and writer dave are breaking down the pacific classic late pick five and we are on race eight we're talking a seven furlong, $40,000 optional claimer. It's got conditions. Buy the form and read it. Otherwise, I'm not going to read that. I'm not going to read it. I've already ma- I've made a stand previous episodes, and I'm not going to read all these conditions to you because I feel dumb when I do it. So here we go. Race eight. I'm going to be honest. I got a little cute here with the single. Uh, did you do the same? I'm going to guess which horse you singled. Go ahead. Guess. I'm I'm gonna guess you singled the eight horse Toto Fino. Hmm. Yeah. is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Wrong horse, motherfucker. All right. Well, then you got the wrong horse. <laughs> so I, I'm guessing, are, are you a single here? Are you single to the eight? God, no. I'm going as wide as I can afford. Ooh, okay. Let's hear it. 
Okay, well, let's start with the eight, right? I mean, so in the last race, you were talking about a South American horse that came north and should show good form. Look at Toto Fino, right? He's nine for 14. He's He wins every time he comes off a rest. He wins by open lengths. This horse just stomps everything he comes up against. He had one bad race in the last 10 races, and it's, you know, who knows why. Maybe he had some bad oats. Horse gets Lasix for the first time for a trainer that has enormous shipper stats and a huge ROI. If this horse puts up anything close to what he did in Chile and the local works have been fantastic, this horse is going to be dominant. Well, I'll tell you what, you know how that makes me feel about my single now. Is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response. Were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? Yeah, that was that one's directed at me because I I wanted to single the two Sunrise Journey. It felt like speed of speed gets gets the early break, gets loose from the rail, has the possibility to wire this thing. Took a gigantic leap first first race under uh, Steve Knapp. Uh, I mean. Did, did well with the same jock, Armando Oyoso. And literally, it looked like the only thing that Armando Oyoso had to do in this race was not fall off uh, because this horse was out like a shot. 22-second uh, uh, opening quarter and just, you know, did the thing. Uh, ended up winning by three and a quarter, but, I mean, it, I, I think it might have been a pretty, you know, kind of a geared down three and a quarter and did it at huge odds. Uh, I, I haven't seen the morning lines yet, but I have a feeling like there's no way that this horse is sitting at, at you know, 10 and a half to one like it was whenever it won the last race. It's six to one. Yeah. Figured it had to be at least cut in half. This was my other top choice <clears throat> along with Toto Fino. I think I think you're right. And I think the fact that it beat Calbred's last out and it's facing Calbred's again. I mean, yeah, it should inherit an easy lead. It should cruise and, you know, if speed can hold, then, then there's absolutely no reason why this horse couldn't win. Unfortunate that the jock hasn't really won much this meet, but I don't think even the horse is going to know that when it's running the heels off of everybody else. Um, makes a lot, everything you said makes a lot of sense. The horse is seven facing some younger horses. Like, you know, I think a lot of people are going to land on red line, um, which is the morning line favorite at seven to two, which is still a pretty lukewarm morning line favorite, but you know, red lines are three-year-old facing much, much older. Yeah. Sunrise journey should absolutely inherit an easy lead. And if the horse can just hold on, you got yourself a winner at six to one. So how much should, how much of that morning line price to you feels like the odds, you know, the, whoever sets the the line, just essentially playing connections. Cause I mean, it feels like going seven to two, making the Sadler and uh, you know, the Sadler horse with Velasquez up for Ronus racing, just kind of, it feels kind of lazy. I'll be honest to you. It feels, I, I would honestly probably have the speed of speed, the two as a, as a favorite, but I mean, I get it. The, you know, the two came out of uh the two came out of California bred racing. This one's been racing against, you know, open company at the same, at the same, uh, you know, price, but just hasn't really gotten there. Hasn't been winning since uh, the, the switch in uh, barn. Uh, well, from also be severely distance limited. We don't know. We've never seen the two run this far, right? It's always, you know, five furlongs, five and a half. Sure. And even at six, it seems to start to tail off. So really the question here is distance for, for me anyway. Um, I don't think seven furlongs is, that much longer than six furlongs, but you know, could get tired on the front and get passed by a whole I'm bunch gonna, of horses coming, coming fast. I need you to check my math here, but I, I'm thinking. Hold on. Okay. 
Okay, I ran the numbers. I think it's one furlong longer than six. Is that right? Can you check that on your end? I'll take your word for it. Let me just, I'm doing this one more time. Yeah, no, it checks out. It checks out. I even asked Google and it said that it was one furlong longer. We're doing old timey radio at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, more races from the Pacific Classic at Delma. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going just full William H. Macy. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, it's a good point. Seven furlong. All right, you bring up the, the distance. Seven furlongs is just such the bastard distance for sprinters, it feels like. For one, not a lot of tracks run the seven furlong distance anymore it feels like it feels like you either cut off at six or six and a half and and you really have to it seems like the east coast is like the place to go for seven furlong races so i i mean yeah i mean that's that's a big question it's a good point you're doing a a just really good job of uh you know taking the good feelings out of my single um yes i'm yes, i'm saying I, I want to mingle you want to mingle yeah now- nice yeah yeah, uh, I'm surprised you didn't land on Joker Boy at 15 to one, freshly gelded. I know you love that angle. I do. Give me some focus workouts with a a horse that has recently lost its te- testicles, and I am usually all about it. Yeah, man. I don't know this this race. To me, I couldn't I couldn't single anybody in this race, and you know, um, you could basically make a case for just about everybody in here. Disc jockey looks really tough. Exalted looks really tough. Um, and Toto Fino too. And yeah, Toto Fino could just could just stomp. I'd spread. Yeah, this is uh, this is one of my what I like to call asshole singles, where I just find one contrarian pick and just lean all the way into it. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> all right, moving on. We've got I don't know. I, I think quite possibly the second to me the second toughest race uh, in this sequence. It's race nine. Nine furlongs on the turf. It's the Del Mar Derby. The Caesars Sportsbook Del Mar Derby, grade two. We are a win bet pod. Just throw that out there. We're we're all about the win. But uh, Caesars, I guess, got their their grubby snoot into this, and they managed to uh, managed to get the sponsorship. Uh, it, I, this is my, my second most spread race here, and I went three deep. I'd be very interested to hear what my West Coast guru – Dave Burnett has to say about this one. Yeah, I agree. It's a super difficult field. Um, part of the problem is they're all three-year-olds. So we don't really understand whose two-year-old form is going to hold up as a three-year-old. There's a lot of guesswork going on. Um, you've got a lot of different equipment changes, a lot of different distance and surface changes. There's a lot of guesswork in here. Um, the number one horse, Cobbler Spirit, could, could possibly just take this thing. There's not a lot of speed entered in here. Um, and I didn't land on Cabo spirit on my first or second pass. That was a third pass. I figured out that he's a second time gelding. Um, and if you look at his run running lines, he took some time off earlier this year and came back and absolutely roasted a great, uh, grade three race, um, freshly gelded. And so now he's coming in second time geld. This horse has a, a lot of talent. I think they're going to like the distance He's going to sit back. I don't, despite the fact that there's not a lot of speed in this race, I don't want anyone on the front. Like slow down. Andy, I think has, is a great horse, but I think it's the wrong run style. Um, I landed on the seven uh, as well. McKinnon, who was really impressive as a two-year-old and has shown some promises, a three-year-old and also the nine uh, Balnikov 
I think it might be more of a miler. I don't know that I don't know that Balmakov wants this distance. Um, but I think Cabo Spirit is sort of a sneaky pick in here. He's two two for three at Del Mar, likes the course. He's gonna be a different three-year-old than he was a two-year-old because they have removed parts of his body that will make him focus and run faster. The what what parts do that? I'll show you later. Oh, the balls. The balls. I, I'm with you now. I'm with you now. Okay. All right. I so I I like I said I went three deep here. Cabo Spirit most definitely one of them. Uh, I also feel like maybe I'm just throwing all the Dougie Fresh horses at the at the wall and see which <laughs> sticks here because uh, my first one that that I used outside of Cabo Spirit was the two slow down Andy uh, making the first attempt on turf. Uh, the dams dropped two turf winners out of three starters. So it's not like there is not some turf pedigree to go off of here. I mean, the, the horses won a graded stakes race. So if it takes two the turf, then I mean, it's definitely a, uh, definitely a contender. And I mean, let's, let's look at the names that, that it it's run against. I mean, oh, it managed to, yeah, it managed to beat Messier in the low South futurity at grade two. Uh, you know, it lost to epicenter smile, happy and Zandon. Uh, in, in the uh, the Risen Star. Uh, you know, I like that this horse has been around. It's shipped a little bit, but it, to me, it, it looks like the, the most likely speed of speed. And on these huge stakes days, I always just kind of defer to speed, even on the turf. Uh, so that was that was my other horse I was using. And then, of course, uh, I'm throwing uh, McKinnon, the other Dougie Fresh horse at it, uh, number seven. Uh, one that I feel like could get the, the pace set up, though I'm not as enthused about this horse. It is an American Pharaoh baby. Uh, out of a scat daddy mare, uh, you can't really can't argue with that turf pedigree at all. Yep. The other horse I think I would want to use is like a B is War at Sea. Uh, the three horse has reeled off three straight wins, seems to be improving, to cost over half a million dollars at auction. Um, yeah. I mean, again, this is a really, really tough race. You're going to want to spread as far as you can. Uh, you'll probably. I don't see. I, don't, I like slow down, Andy. I mean, I love every time Mario and Doug team up on the turf. Horse has had some incredible works coming into this. Three for seven lifetime with another three uh, places. It's a it's a good pick. I just don't think it's the right run style for this particular race. There's one horse here that you didn't use, and it makes me think uh, that I know your opinion of the film Igby Goes Down uh, because the band that this horse is named after. Uh, did the majority of that soundtrack number five, uh, Dandy Warhol? Yeah, this horse is the one that's gonna any kill thoughts? My, it's gonna kill my ticket. Any, yeah, any thoughts on early Kieran Culkin? <laughs> looks the same as late Kieran Culkin, he looks exactly the same. Yeah, yes, yeah. he could still make Igby goes down today, but I don't know if the Dandy Warhols would still do the soundtrack. I'm not Dandy. sure if the Dandy Warhols are still around. So Dandy wound up at four to one on the morning line, which really shocked me. Um, that stinks to high heaven. A horse that comes from double digit lengths off the lead. It stinks. It stinks, Dave. Have you? Okay. So I watched that race. It's, it wasn't that impressive a run. The horse ran with like the rest of the field, basically one, one rabbit went way out in front and set these ridiculous fractions. And then the rest of the field closed. Okay. Yeah. Dandy Warhol won, but it wasn't like he blew by everybody else in the field. He just sort of was at the front of the pack. And um, yeah, it's got Pratt 
you got to respect that. He's third in the form cycle. The horse has won th- two out of the three lifetime races. This is the horse that's going to kill my tickets. I'm playing against him because of low. Uh, it's four to one on the morning line. Um, also, when he won, he had Lasix, and he won't have Lasix on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and look at the average win distance on the parents, right? 6.4 for a long, 6.8 for, you know, I don't know that the horse is going to want to go this far. I just think there's enough question marks that at four to one, I'm willing to, I'm willing to stake uh, against it and, and let this horse beat me. Let's see, six point something. This is a nine furlong race. Yeah, yeah, that's a little bit longer. That is about three furlongs longer. Um, all right. So I was I was three deep. One two seven. Uh, who are your your uh, plays in this one again? One seven nine. One seven nine. So we agree on two of three. When we come back after these words from our sponsors here on the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, we're going to talk a race that I have a feeling that we are wholeheartedly going to agree on. That's right. That is the Pacific Classic. We will be right back with more Notorious OTV. For all you sports bettors out there, I want to tell you about the best new way to increase your bankroll. It's called promoguy.us. At promoguy.us, you can get the biggest bonuses from all the best sports books in the country. We're talking $1,000 risk-free deposits, insane odds boosts, and most importantly, the best analytics in the business, plus tons of free picks as well. Promoguy.us is our guide to betting smart. Once again, that's promoguy.us. And now, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest-growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry, and now you could win on Sleeper by playing their new over and under game. Over-unders integrated into Fantasy, the first sports contest game built into the Fantasy experience. Not only can you enter a contest via over-under itself, you can also do so through your Fantasy League's matchup screen, i.e. Patrick Mahomes is your Fantasy quarterback, and not only do you think he's going to win your Fantasy matchup this week, but you're also confident that Mahomes is going to hit over 250 passing yards long. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to write it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their Over Under game and have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on sleeper at sleeper.com slash sgp and sleeper will and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to 100 promo code sgp again go to sleeper.com slash sgp and you'll get a 100 match for your first deposit terms and conditions apply see sleepers terms of use for details run your pool is the home of competition bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete connect and make every game matter Run Your Pool offers every game type under the sun, from Pick'em and Survivor to Fantasy Pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. How cool is this, folks? Listen, you don't have to break out the spreadsheets anymore. You don't have to keep an old, dirty notebook with everybody's picks and rely on friggin' Larry from accounting. To get your pool right. No, we have Run Your Pool to do that for us now. We've teamed up with Run Your Pool to host a pool for our official SGPN NFL Survivor Contest. 
Hop in now to reserve your spot. $500 cash plus $250 gift certificate to the SGPN store to the winner. Sign up today over at runyourpool.com slash SGPN. That's runyourpool.com slash SGPN. Welcome back to the Notorious OTV, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's mine. I'm going to spell my name one more time. Check it. It's the N-O-T-O-R-I-O-U-S. You just lay down slow. There we go. God. Just until Valletta Wallace sues me, I will be using those sound drops. Let's talk to Pacific Classic. It is a mile and a quarter, a very classic distance for a classic named graded stakes race. It is a grade one. One million dollars is the purse. Of course, the horse that we expect to be taking home a good amount of this. I didn't even handicap this race. I'm going to be completely fucking honest with you. <laughs> I didn't handicap this race. <laughs> you didn't handicap the foregone conclusion stakes? Come on. No, no, I did not. This this feels like this feels like a free square. Uh, Dave, why don't you just tell us who's going to win and who I agree with? I mean, there's nothing you can say about Flightline that hasn't already been said. This horse is yeah. flawless. The connections pick their spots meticulously, and they're always right. Um, yeah. Yeah. This horse could give everybody else in the field a 10-second start and still win. Yeah, a tap it, baby. Uh, the distance, not even a question, even though they've been very slow and deliberate to stress, stretch this horse out. I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that this horse is going to just cruise. Uh, I mean, for the love of God, a seven-furlong workout on the 20th of August at Del Mar going a minute and 24, and that was a friggin' leg stretcher. Another workout on the 27th going five furlongs. 59 and three fifths. And that also was a leg stretcher. This thing has more bullet workouts than a friggin' bandolier. Uh, I, I mean, just if you're on Twitter and you don't want all of the flight line love, the best thing that I can suggest to you is just to mute Twitter because it's coming when this horse wins. And I'll be honest. I mean, if this horse handles a mile and a quarter with ease, it's a four-year-old. I have absolutely no qualms saying that this is your breeders cup classic winner yep. right now. Yep. Yeah. The only surprise to me in this race was that express train came up at 12 to one on the morning line. I thought that would be your second betting choice. Uh, and he's not, not even close. Uh, they, they picked country grammar at four to one as a second choice. And you know, it, eight to one. this field is so short. And I, I mean, to be honest, does it feel to you like this field is so short because everyone was just like, yeah, we know who's going to win. We're not, we're not even entering. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. a tough defense. It's, it's a grade one race. They, they always have trouble fielding enough horses to, to pack out a grade one. Um, it's foregone. This, this thing. Yeah. Use it as a free square and move on. That's kind of what I'm I'm hoping to do. That's why I think why I got bold with the single uh, in the second leg is because what I'd like to do is maybe go, you know, four deep, three deep, two deep, have two singles and just really up the base and try to hammer this one home. Uh, I, I feel like that that's the best strategy. Now, it's a foregone conclusion. So with it being a foregone conclusion, knowing that this horse is likely to be one to nine, um, just because it can't be one to ninety nine, probably. Uh, whenever they uh, they they pop the gate, how are you making money with Flightline? Is it, are you just using it as a single square? Are you trying to maybe hammer a pick three or a double through it? Are you trying to hammer something vertically through this, like a, a trifecta? You know, hoping for a big price in a trifecta, or hoping for a, a big price in an exacta? 
pick five. Use it as a free score in a pick five. I have a couple of singles in the pick five, including Flatline. And uh, it's one of those things where you just you just accept it and move on. You might play a tiny, tiny ticket with all your other favorite horses and then everybody else in the Flightline race, just in case you're right everywhere else and somehow Flightline doesn't do what he always does. But uh, just do a pick, nice pick five, look for six, seven, eight hundred dollars at the window and have a happy day. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I pretty much agree. I, I would say that th- this horse is only maybe competition for this race ended up in the, the turf race and in, in, in the last leg. And that's Tis a Magician. That's the only th- horse I could think that can really hold a candle to what, what Flightline's been able to do. Uh, I don't know what the buyer speed figures look like, but uh, let's go ahead and say look, the Briz speed figures are um, large, girthy even. Uh, 114 and 117, and you can even throw out the 108 and the 105 and its other two career starts just from having, you know, bumped being trouble. Hell, you could throw out the 114 and just say this this horse is a 117 speed figure kind of horse. Free square. Free square. Yep. Can't we look at this. We are just if we're trying to make a point here, <laughs> let's just go ahead and say what we've done to this point. Yeah. Look at the mask of my boy. Yeah, that, that horse is going to be massacred at the window. We've massacred the point. So let's go ahead. Let's move it on. It is the final leg of this race. Or sorry, of this pick five. Time to get paid, blow up like the world's trade. The mile and three-eighths Delmar Handicap, presented by the Japan Racing Association. Presented by the Japan Racing Association. It's a grade two, $300,000 purse for three years old and upwards. Um, To me, the most interesting... Uh, entry here is is the aforementioned tis a magician i'm only going to go too deep here and tis a magician is one that i'm going to use uh i don't think papa mandela would put that horse on the turf if he didn't think it could win i think he's getting as far away from flight line as he possibly can he's going on absolutely yeah 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 so I was I, I used uh, Tis a Magician and then I used Tango 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 for Jack Sisterson the uh, Calumet uh, homebred. Uh, you know I, I think I like Tango Tango Tango's chances to bring you know uh, win so this. You're on the front. You think somebody's going to win this thing on the front? I think so. I, I really do. Just because there just doesn't seem to be very much speed drawn into this at all. Interesting. Uh, I'm going a different way with it. I, I'd said at the beginning of the pod that I think Masterpiece, the nine horse, is a single in this race. Um, absolutely adore this horse. I love where he's placed. Um, horse was previously trained by Chad Brown, had some really ambitious plans, like a bunch of three grade one races. It never won those, but then McCarthy took over and shipped him out here. Um, won, two, won, a, won a grade two in the Eddie Reed last out, which was just visually stunning. Um, now he's cutting back a little bit, or no, he's, now he's going a little bit longer. Um, horse does well at Del Mar. You would think he'd be able to handle the distance, giving what the Sire's uh, average winning distance, 10.1 furlongs, and then let's go ahead and put a name with the Master Craftsman, who's by Dane Hill Dancer. Uh, that just smacks of, of turf distance in the pedigree. Yeah. Yeah. And he nearly won this race last year. He, he lost to Astronaut, 
Um, but if you watch that race, he got sort of cut off right in the stretch run and never really found his stride again. Um, but the other horses in that race was like United and Master of Foxhound, Arc Low. I mean, there's some pretty good horses that he did finish in front of Acclimate. Um, I think Masterpiece is, is definitely my single to anchor the pick five. Lone A, I'm going all in on this one. I, uh, I, I'm going to be honest. You, you just convinced me to add masterpiece to my ticket. I, I was originally just going to be five, six, but I'm adding the nine, nine to it now. Uh, I, I like the single. I, I feel like it's a little bit of a ball. I feel like anytime you single a horse, that's a, a, a deeper closer. Uh, like you, you kind of see out of masterpiece. Um, it, it's, it's buyer beware because I feel like a closer winning, is dependent on so much more than just the closer's ability. It's got to have the right pace set up in front of it. It's also got to get a clean trip. It's got to be able to, in this case, it's got to be able to, to get around, you know, 10 other horses and, and not have someone act, act a damn fool uh, in front of them and, you know, veer out or anything. Yeah. Um, I have a lone B in this one too. I'm using Masterpiece is a lone A, and I'm using Red King, the four horse, as a lone B. Okay. Going a little outside the box on this one. D'Amato, he's got four different horses entered into this race, which is a little bit greedy. Um, he's got a uh, Gold Phoenix, Greg Dar, Red King, and Master of Foxhounds. Normally, you'd look at the jocks that are assigned to each horse and sort of gauge where the trainer is, right? He puts the, sort of the best jocks on the best horses, and he's got his three best jocks in the colony riding his three other horses, not this one. Right, 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 so it's kind right. of odd to find myself landing on Red King. Getting towards the end of his career, he's an eight-year-old. Um, he's running 41 races, but he's finished in the money in 25 of them. He won this exact race two years ago uh, in yeah. 2020, and he beat United by a head. It was a hell of a scramble. Um, so you know the race is within his wheelhouse. He's won it before. So he gets across the surface. He gets the distance. Sure, he doesn't have the flashy speed numbers like Tis a Magician or Haywood's Beach, but he's this try-hard horse that just bursts through at the end and puts his head in front. And and it's one of those things where you look back on it and you go, this horse won two years ago. Why didn't I give him a chance this time? And I think I'm gonna at eight to one, I'm gonna use him as a lone B. Part of me thinks it feels a little bit dicey uh, not using Haywood's Beach. And uh, just for two words, which is Ronus fuckery. Uh, I've seen, I've seen this story so many times where you have a Ronus horse at just incredibly long odds and it absolutely shows up to smash the field. Uh, the upside here is that, you know, this horse is coming off of dirt where it won the Cougar beat Tis a magician. I just, I don't, I don't see the same level of fuckery here. And usually when that fuckery happens, the fuckery happens because like Ronus just picked up the horse. I'm looking at you combatant. You son of a bitch. <laughs> All right. That is the final leg. You have any other thoughts on this one? Yeah. Hay Haywood's is super dangerous. Uh, the problem is I went, I went, I could find answers, you know, reasons for betting just about everybody else in the field, the same as Haywood's. So uh, single a single B and then basically everybody else is a C. The pack clack pick five. We already told you who is just the absolute single that you must use. Flightline. If Flightline loses, we're just sincerely sorry. We didn't see it coming either. Uh, I I mean, it will take... What do you think it would take for Flightline to lose? In my mind, it's a major geological event, possibly a sinkhole. 
Yeah, I'm good with that. And just everyone is swallowed up except for, let's say, Extra Hope somehow, you know, is manages to skirt the edge. Tyler <laughs> Bays gets around the edge of the sinkhole and then is the only horse to cross the wire and wins Jumps the entire one million purse. Yeah, drives around the sinkhole. Yeah, yeah, just a real just disaster movie get out sort of right, thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, Dave, holiday weekend, you got big plans? Sleeping. Let's sleep. Let's get some sleep. Everybody get some sleep. Everybody's Everyone tired. Get some, get some goddamn sleep. sleep. What is wrong with you people? <laughs> Candle at both ends. Listen to Dave. He's a wise man. Everyone get some goddamn sleep. Win a uh, bunch of money and then get some sleep. Yeah, you got football season coming up. I I uh I feel like I won the fantasy football team name, uh, you know, contest again this year because uh, my name is Smoked Cheddar the Ass Getta, uh, named named after the uh, the hip hop roundtable sketch with uh, Timothy Chalamet and, and Pete Davidson. Very you nice. Know. It's, all about that it's all about that yeet, you know, and that yeet. skirt, skirt. <laughs> um, yeah, man. Dave, this is this as always has been a pleasure. Good sir. Um, all I gotta say is use your free square, hammer this pick five, folks. Uh, Dave, any parting words? This is always fun, man. I appreciate you having me back. Yep, it is always fun. Um, eh, save your appreciation until after the editing. We'll see. I, I might just get creative at it, just throw, throw some words together that you didn't say. So, uh, <laughs> You know, wait until you actually hear the pod before you before you thank me. All right, that is it, folks, for us on the Notorious OTV. Brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. We will catch you next time.